We're on problem problem 16. And they want to know what is the area of the shaded square. Let me shade it, because they call it a shaded square. So what's that area? So how can we do it? Well, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a trick, but what you need to realize is you could draw, let me draw some, some things that might, this is actually a really fun problem. Let me draw some interesting rectangles here. Draw a rectangle there. Let me draw another rectangle. It's from there to there. This really is just kind of a brain teaser. Draw another rectangle from there to there. And then let me draw, draw another rectangle from there to there. Okay, so let me ask you a couple of things. One, what is what is the distance of the base of this rectangle right here? This distance. Well, we know this entire oh, whoops, wrong tool. We know this entire distance is 3, right? Because they tell us Oh, they actually, you know what? They don't even tell us. They tell us that this distance is 1. So we know that this is a cube, right? That this distance is 3. So this distance is 1. And then this distance down here is 3. And so and they tell us that this is a shaded square, right? So all the sides of this inner shape are also going to be the same. So if this is 1, this is 2, then this is also going to be 2, right? That's going to be 2, that's going to be 1. That's going to be 1, this is going to be 2, 1. I think you get what I'm saying, right? And what is what is the, the distances of this smaller square inside of here? Well, if this distance is 1, if this distance is 1 from here to here, this distance is also going to be 1 because 1 plus 1 is 2. That's 1. Same reason, you can make the same argument, this is 1, this is 1. This is one. So the area of this small square in, inside, what's the area of that small square? What's the area of the magenta square that I just filled in? Well, that, that area is going to be 1, right? The magenta square is 1. So now all we have to figure out is the area of these, these, four, um, these four yellow triangles. And what are areas of each of those yellow triangles? Well, each of those yellow triangles are they have a dimension on the long side the dimension is 2 let me find a good color on the long side the dimension is 2 right this distance right here is 2 and on the short side the distance is 1 so its area each yellow triangle is 2 times 1 times 1 half right cuz area of a triangle is area equals 1 half base times height so area of each of those triangles is so the triangles is going to be 1 half times 2 times 1. So that equals 1, right? So we have, so this, the area of this triangle is 1, the area of this triangle is 1, the area of this triangle is 1, the area of this triangle is 1. And then the area of this square inside is also 1. So it's 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1. The total area is 5. Area equals 5. That was pretty neat. I guess, and, and, and the big thing you need, you need to realize is that you, could, you can split up the uh, the square and the inside like this. 
let me think of if there was another way that we could have. Yeah, that's the way that that occurred to me. Maybe there is another way. Maybe I'm overcomplicating it. I don't know, but it looks nice. Next problem. For all positive integers, j, j, and k, let j. I like these where they define new math operations. J square with an R inside of it, k. Be defined as the whole number remainder when j is divided by k. So this equals remainder when j is divided by k. If you're familiar with the concept of a modulus, that's essentially what this operation is. If 13, 13, I guess we'll call this remainder, remainder operation, k is equal to 2, what is the value of k? So, and they tell us in the beginning that j and k, all of these things have to be positive numbers, right? So this is essentially saying that when I divide 13 divided by some positive number, the remainder, I get a remainder of 2. Well, what number when I divide into 13 gets 2? Well, I guess another way to think about it is 13 minus 2 is a multiple of this number, right? So you could say, you know, what's 13 minus 2? Well, it's 11. So 11 is a multiple of k. And actually, 11 should be k. Because I mean, if 11's a, a multiple of k, and, and you know, 11's not a multiple of much, right? 11's only a multiple of 1 and 11. So k has to be 11. And you can test it out. I mean, if you, if you get confused, just try out different numbers. But 11. 13 divided by 11 is equal to 1, right? Because 11 goes to 13 one time. Remainder, remainder, 2, which satisfies this. 13 remainder 11 is equal to 2. Next problem. Problem 18. The average of the test scores of a class of P students is 70. The average is 70. So what do we know about that? We know that if we were to add up all of the P students, well, actually, let me, let me read the rest of the problem before I do anything. And the average of the test scores of a class of N students is, 72, is 92. When the scores of both classes are combined, the average, the average score is 86. What is the value of P over N? OK. So what is the sum of, of the P student scores? So their average is 70. So their sum, the sum of all of their scores, is going to be 70p, right? You can take the average and multiply it by the number of students, and then you get the sum of all of their scores, right? And if that doesn't make a lot of sense, think about it. What's the definition of the average? It's the sum. That's just a sim because the sum divided by p is equal to the average, right? So if you multiply both sides by p, you get the sum is equal to p times the average. And the, in this case, the average is 70. So 70 times p is the sum of the first class. And then what's the sum of the second class? It's going to be 92n for the same exact reason. And now how many total students are we averaging? Well, there are p in this sum, and there are n in this sum. So it's p plus n. And they tell us that this average score is 86. So we've set up our equation. And now let's solve. Let's multiply both sides by p plus n. So you get 70p plus 92n is equal to 86p 
plus 86n, right? p plus n times 86, distribute the 86. Now what do we want to do? We eventually want to figure out p divided by n. So let's put the n's on the left-hand side. So I'm going to subtract 86 from both, 86n from both sides. So you get 70p plus 92 minus 86 is 6n is equal to 86p. Right, I subtracted this from the other side. And then let's subtract 70p from both sides. So you get 6n is equal to 16p, right? 86 minus 70. And then we want to know p divided by n. p divided by n. So if we divide both sides by n, you get 6 is equal to 16p over n. And now divide both sides by 16, you get 6 over 16 is equal to p over n. And of course, we can reduce 6 over 16. 6 over 16 is the same thing as 3 over 8. That is our answer for p over n. I'll see you in the next section.